Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rock Talk Happy Hour. My name is Mario, here with Kimberly and Britt. This is a podcast about craft beer and music, where every episode we try different craft beers, we rate them, we discuss them, and sometimes we learn a little bit about them, all while talking music-related topics. Uh, Britt, what's today's music-related topic? Uh, Today we're talking about (laughs) literature in band titles and song titles and i guess band uses of literature yeah there you go yeah <laughs> so, so yeah there you go yeah. so that's uh yeah that's what the name of the working title for the episode was yeah bands uses of literature so anyway they used uh, a piece of literature we'll talk about it we'll see what we found uh whether it's songs like you said or albums or the band names themselves yeah so we'll see what happened uh this was brit's idea and uh, i know we were we had it planned for a little while finally Got a chance to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, we start the the show with the uh, three little segments. First segment is, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? <laughs> We're all drinking <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold Organic Light Lager. Is this the same one you drink all the time? No, no I usually drink MGD 64, but that one is actually hard to find. I have to go really? like to a different store to get to it, and huh. so I didn't want to drive that far today. 2.5 so. cars. You know what? We've never calories. had this before. We should rate it. And oh, yeah, there you go. Because I, I, we've never had it either, because we drink Michelob like here uh-huh. and there sometimes uh if it's around but never this pure gold one what's the difference on this and one 3.8 percent alcohol by volume okay that's still pretty it's like organic or something is that yeah what it's it organic and organic it's like wheat, slightly lo- lower um fewer carbs and fewer calories than the regular Michelob Ultra nice all right uh what do y'all rate it five it's great yeah I agree <laughs> I mean it's it's totally good it's like a nice crisp Cold beer, drinking. perfect for warm weather and, and popcorn and popcorn. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, and it, and it has a uh, it has some flavor to it too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not like dull or whatever. <laughs> like the other one, when they yeah, the fewer calories they get, the yeah, the less flavor they have. Yeah, but. no, this one this one's got some flavor to it. Uh-huh. All right, cool. All right, so we got that out the way. This is just our uh, beer to start us off before we get into the crazier stuff later on because we do have a Martin House, I believe, in there. Yeah, we actually do. We have one that we saw on Instagram, uh, Kim and I, and we're all like, oh, shoot, we saw it at the store, and we grabbed it, but we'll tell you what it is later. Okay. Um, I'm next, curious. Yeah. Next segment is a Hangover, where we talk about mm. things we didn't get to bring up last topic or previous episodes. Uh, so, last episode was Bands with Singing Drummers. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone have any Hangover? No. No. Okay. Because I don't, I mean, there was something I wanted to talk about. When when we were doing the episode, but it like totally just passed me. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't need to bring it up. So it's cool, no worries. Uh, last topic: uh, brews and news, news and brews. Uh, anyone got any news, beer or band related news? Y'all you know, just happen to come across. <laughs> but I feel like I had something and I forgot what it was. I mean, I guess I have something and it is kind of tied to Hangover. So I was supposed to mention it last episode, but I didn't. So two episodes back, I had talked about. How Stone Brewing uh, was taking uh, Keystone to court, who yeah. is who got bought by I said Anheuser, but it's not Anheuser. It was somebody else. Uh, Coors, they, I believe it was Coors. So Coors bought uh, Keystone, and they were doing that whole branding that made it look like they were Stone Brewing. So they took them to court, and uh, Stone Brewing won the independent yeah. brewery. That's good news. Won. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna say that last episode, but I like totally forgot. But uh, yeah, so that was cool. In case y'all heard that that specific thing that we talked about on that episode, then well, there's a follow up to that. In case you hadn't seen it, um, beer still waiting for the Pantera, Pantera beer to come in. Uh, I think it shipped out on Tuesday, so hopefully next episode we'll have the vulgar display of lager. And we can try nice. it out because that shit looks cool. Um, just the can looks really cool. Yeah, just the can looks it's cool. It's from yeah. Texas L Project. Mm-mm, it's from a different brewery. Oh. Uh, they're from Forever the Breweries, New York, I believe. Oh, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, so they did a. Uh, so basically, what is what it was? It was a collectibles company that made uh, mm. statues for of bands and stuff. Like they've made, I think, Metallica statues and stuff. Huh. And they they collaborated with the beer company in New York to make that beer for Pantera. Um, huh. so it's interesting. Yeah. So Pantera has two different, like, official beers with two different breweries, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, so we'll have both of them because we tried the first one. We um, should go put them head to head and, you know, see which one's better. We could do that. Uh, cause I think they're both, oh, well, one of them's an ale. 
Yeah. Um, one of them's ale, one's a, one of them's a lager. Okay. So, yeah. But the ale didn't, I don't remember it tasting that great. It I was don't fine. Either. It wasn't. Yeah. And I remember we had it from on draft, on draft from the brewery, At and we were brewery. still like, meh. Yeah. We're just like, meh. Yeah. Because yeah. okay. usually that's when, like, oh, that's when you could tell what it really tastes like. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we tried it there in Dallas. And uh, yeah. It was, it was I was really impressed with a lot of their beers. I yeah. think the only one that we were like, oh, it's interesting and different was that cotton candy one they had. Oh, yeah. They had, I should have brought some some back because I, I think that was the one that I liked the most out of all of them that we okay. tried. It was like a cotton candy ale or something. Okay. And they had, we had tried like one of their cinnamon ones or something. That one was kind of interesting too. Like but fire it, was, ant it was like a fire ant something, but it had like cinnamon in it. Okay. And it was like kind of reddish. Um, oh. that one was fun, but the, the, uh, yeah, the, the cotton candy one was like a blush color, like a pink yeah. color. Oh, pretty. pretty. And they didn't have that one shipped out. You can only get it there. And I should have brought some of that one back because way to go, Mario. Yeah, I know. I didn't think about it until like <laughs> after the fact. I was like, what? I was like, why didn't I get some? And and I think that the the reason why I didn't was because like she said, we were like meh. They were meh. And they so, were just yeah. not that great. Yeah, yeah. I think that was. Sorry, Texas Ale Project. No, yeah, sorry, but like it's just out of all the breweries we went to, the beers that we tried there were kind of like my least favorite mm -hmm. okay but it was yeah. nice place i mean everybody was there cool was place, nice yeah. too i i would go there again to see if they had something else but i wouldn't i would it and their selection wasn't that big from yeah what it, was, I it was like one of the smallest out of all the places yeah it was one of the smallest oh. yeah interesting yeah so uh but yeah there was that um so if you guys don't have anything else i guess we can get into the topic um well since we have these beers it's up to y'all we can try a beer well, yeah, let's try a beer you want to try a beer yeah, okay I let mean, me go in here these are just our backup. I'm like, I'm almost done with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's true, because we don't always like these. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's start with, hmm, we got a Citrus Blonde. We got a Shandy. We oh, got, yeah. oh, Kim picked out a uh, wine in a can, uh -oh. a rosé. Those always get us uh, in trouble. Let's <laughs> go with, I guess let's get the Martin House out the way. Okay. So this is one that Kim and I saw on Instagram that they released, um, do you like the blue coconut flavor? I like, do. You mm -hmm. do? Okay, me too. So, uh, somebody said this tastes like ocean water from Sonic. Oh, so, well, hey. See. Yeah. So, you can see there's a little surfer on from mm -hmm. Martin House Brewery from Fort Worth. It's called Big Surge, and it's a blue coconut sour with <gasps> lactose and Yay. vanilla. And vanilla. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, when I saw it, I was like, we have to try that because yeah, that course. just sounds amazing. But they get so crazy with all the damn lactose in their sours. Yeah. Like, they do. What it, but, but the cool thing is that when they do add lactose to the sour, sometimes it just brings the sour down a notch because yes. when it's a straight up sour. Yeah, some of them are pretty I was going to say, intense. happy belated National Beer Day. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was yesterday, yesterday, right? That's right. Let's see what color this is. I, it's blue. Oh, it's it is blue. so blue. <laughs> Wow. It, oh my god, I'm scared. It's like Smurf blue. Yeah, it is. It's a nice it's a nice color. <laughs> it, it is. Okay, so we all like blue Ooh, coconut. It smells I like, like coconut. Blue co coconut. And a sour. Oh yeah, it does smell like coconut. I do love me a coconut cream slush from Sonic. And it's that signature Martin House sour that you smell. Yes, um, of course. Let me write this down and then we'll well y'all can try it. But... Oh man. Oh, that coconuts is too artificial. Like I don't. Yeah, it's like drinking some suntan lotion. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's like copper tone. I yeah. think what's making it taste like that is the sourness. You think? I'm th yeah, because it's kind of like syrup from a mm -hmm. raspa. You know what I mean? Because yes, like yes. when that sour goes away, that blue coconut flavor comes, comes back. back. Um, I think they kind of screwed up with the sour because I don't think you that or dial down the sour a little bit because they're like always at a ten. Like if this sour was like somewhere like around a four. This one is actually like way more mellow of a sour for me than a lot of the other ones we've had, which like. All I taste is artificial coconut. Yeah. Like it, I taste coconut, then a little sour, then coconut again. Like I know any coconut flavor is going to be artificial, but it's just like sometimes they have the chemically like super it, artificially taste. I, I, I'm going to bet it's the sour. I'm going to bet if they took it out, you would probably not. So then what kind of a beer would they make it? Well, they would just not make it a sour because this is a sour ale. So they just, just subtracted the sour yeah, and make it a blue coconut lactose with vanilla. That probably would have been fine because we've had some of those before. Okay. But I think the sour is just killing it a little bit. I probably give it like a – I give it a decent like a three. Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't I don't hate it either. I just think that if they took dialed the sour down a little bit, it would be – Three? Okay. 
Rip? I'm going 3.5. 3.5, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, it doesn't come off as super sour to me, especially compared to some of their others, which yeah. are just like, yeah, no, it doesn't. Like your pickle favorites. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess you're right, but <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's just still on the high end for me. They could have knocked it down a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, eh, not yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of their better ones for me than, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, definitely better than the pizza beer. <laughs> next, uh, we're scarred. Forever. Next episode. Next episode, I'm gonna have a uh, a number of how many different Martin House beers we've had. Yes, on the please. Show because I'm so curious. And then we get them to sponsor us. And yeah. Us so, so you know what? Let's Finally. let's let's do this. I mean, a six pack a month, Martin House. Let, let's take your guesses right now. So, of all the beers we've had, I think oh, what we hit 500, right? I think oh not too so long ago. That's right? right. So, of all those, guess how many Martin? Two seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> Kim's gonna go with 275 Martin House beers. Oh my god, could it be that? I'm gonna go 86. <laughs> Britt's gonna go 86. All right, me. Okay. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I want to say. I'm gonna go with like 75. Oh shit! Okay, so let me go down. Then, I know. Y'all are like way he's down. gonna win. <laughs> okay, one. I was gonna go somewhere around the 100 area as well, but I was like, "Oh, let me bring it down." 137. A bit. Actually, that sounds like a better number. I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm sticking with mine. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with 75. Screw it. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna stick there. We got we got a little bit of range, so we'll see who's closer. Dang. So whoever's closest wins a beer. Yay! Ooh, yay. Sour beer um, oh, so with lactose. With lactose, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and pizza and pickle. Oh, Ugh. please! <laughs> All right, pizza and pickle. No. All right. So, who wants to go first? You do. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. So, uh, with this topic, was kind of crazy because uh, I'm not a fan of the metalcore genre or the hardcore genre, which was like very popular. 2006, 2011, 12. During the Warp Tour era when like emo was starting to get phased out and it kind of was like transitioning toward those scene kids, uh, that were like more hardcore swinging their arms around and doing <laughs> the, the dip and the yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> the, um, crab thing? the crab, the crap, yeah, the standstill crap thing where they were, yeah. Oh, Anyways, boy. um, but this band, uh, I think I've seen them before. I'm not sure, but this band is of mice and men. Um, they are an American metal hardcore. I'd say they're a metalcore band uh, who formed in Costa Mesa, California in 2009. They're still active. Um, so of Mice and Men, if you don't know, actually, I think I read the book when I was in school. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's a really common one in high school. To be. Kim, did you read it? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, so, that was uh, a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time. <laughs> I think I want to say I was like probably a freshman. Yeah, probably. I remember reading it my freshman year. Yeah, I think I was a freshman. Uh, of Mice and Men is a novella. Written by John Steinbeck. Mm-hmm. Uh, published in 1937, it narrates the experiences of George Milton and Lenny Small, two displaced migrant ranch workers who moved from place to place in California in search of new job opportunities during the Great Depression in the U.S. Um, so one thing that I was like, when I was doing the research, I was like, well, like those bands, a lot of them were like, oh, this sounds cool. This, like, around that time, there was, like, so many bands with, like, dumb band names. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like I think Kim knows. Like, there was just a whole bunch of them. Like, you saw them all over Warp Tour. And I was like, I wonder how these guys got their name and if it really was connected to the literature. Uh-huh. It turns out that it was, yeah. you know, which is pretty crazy. So, uh, while... So, I'm going to go on and talk about uh, the book for one more paragraph, and then I'll get into the band. Um, while it is a book taught in many schools, Of Mice and Men has been a frequent target of censors for vulgarity and what some consider offensive and racist language. Uh, consequently, it appears on the American Library Association's list of the most challenged books of the 21st century. Um, I, it's weird because I remember reading it, but I don't remember anything crazy in it. Like, I, obviously, I haven't, oh. haven't, it's been a long time. Um, but I don't, I don't remember anything. I think I remember them calling one of the characters names that were not very nice, but other than that, I don't remember anything else. Um, getting to the band, uh, when asked about the band's name origin, former vocalist Austin Carlisle responded with the book of mice and men says the well laid plans of mice and men often falter. You make plans and they get screwed up. 
Jackson Hall and I, Jackson Hall was another guy who was in the band as well. Uh, Jackson Hall and I both had plans for life and they both got screwed up. So now we're making the most of what we can. Um, so in a, I think in that same interview, uh, the Jackson was talking this time and he also commented stating that the main theme of, of mice and men is the American dream and being self-sufficient as a band. I was thinking about that when Austin and I were thinking about forming this band and that we wanted this to be our American dream, especially considering that I'm not from America. So this was to be our self-sufficient thing that we could live off of and make our own and achieve the, this dream. So I looked at things that happened with past relationships and that everyone had the best intentions with things, but they didn't quite work out the way we wanted it to. Um, so two of the founding members, it's crazy because they're not in the band anymore, but they were talking about the band name and yeah, so it is connected to the book title and uh-huh. the themes of the book, which I thought was pretty interesting because a lot of these bands really didn't do that. They were just like, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds cool, yeah. And, you know, they didn't really have any background into it. But I was listening to some of their stuff and I was like, they're probably, I don't know what era I was listening to, but they're probably one of the better metalcore bands that were, uh, from what I heard, uh, they were out at that time because there was a lot of stuff that was just like garbage. Like it all sounded the same. I think the only one that I still listen to to was kill switch engage um but those guys were heavily influenced by like european uh metal um so like their sound wasn't as like cheesy as a lot of the bands that were coming out here because they were just kind of influenced they were influencing each other which mm-hmm. was weird um so it was just like crap spawning crap spawning crap yeah. but um but yeah no i mean that was my that was my first band uh of mice and men they made my list as well because really? I, you know just and because mine. Oh, oh shit. well, hey, oh, there you up. go. And yeah, because, you know, for me, like, as soon as I heard the band name, I knew where it came mm-hmm. from because I knew the, read the book a long yeah. time ago. But I just wanted to mention that actually John Steinbeck got the name of his book from a quote from a Robert Burton's poem. So oh, it's shoot. actually multi-layered, oh, which is kind of cool, too, yeah. because the, the quote is, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Oh, which was yeah. that? Yeah, oh, okay. which is what he said, which isn't in the book of mice and men. It's in the Robert Burns poem. Oh, called, so he um, probably... To a mouse. He I wonder had if he didn't read yeah, I guess he got it mixed. Or or maybe he quoted that, but the the interviewer didn't yeah. take that from, yeah. oh, like it was from this, not the book. Okay, yeah. okay well, still, so, it's all tied. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's like a, kind of a multi layered thing, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's but cool. But I do think it's interesting that he picked it because of the American dream, because we know that book does not have a happy ending. So yeah. you think you might want to pick something where yeah, like somebody yeah. actually achieves the American yeah. dream. Yeah, but. that's true. Well, so too, they're a me- they are a metal, well, yeah, they are a metalcore band. So they probably have like they are out, yeah. like yeah. there's no such thing. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, well, y'all, let me know when y'all want to try another beer. But who wants to go next? Sure. Um, so, uh, good Charlotte from Waldorf, Maryland. They were formed in '96. Took their name from the children's book called "Good Charlotte: The Girls of Good Day Orphanage," written by Carol Beach York. And I couldn't find why. I couldn't huh. find why they chose that, yeah. or why the book stood out to them, or what their like thing was behind it huh. I, I couldn't find it well, that's i didn't i didn't know that that's crazy mm-hmm. well the cool thing too was uh this was one of those topics where like i didn't pull up any lists to see if they existed mm-hmm. i just went off my head and i wanted to see if i could try to think of as many as i could without doing research but that was that's uh did, did you know that like beforehand or no no oh, okay cool no that's a that's a good one was not on my list um um it. So, I I thought we should add in here The Doors, the band The Doors that everybody knows. Yeah. Um, because they took their name from a line from a William Blake poem, and it says, uh, it's called, the, the, the poem is The, Ma- the Marriage of Heaven and Hell, um, but the quote is, if the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is, infinite. And that's where, um, actually Jim Morrison, who read Blake very heavily, came up with the name. Oh, yeah. Well, he was a poet too, but yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, oh, that's, I, I never knew that. I mean, of course, I was never a big, like, super fan of the doors, but like, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, okay. I guess I'll, Got the, yeah, I got these two baby ones. Y'all want me to go next? Sure. sure. Go right, for it. So, again, let me know when y'all want to try beer to beer. time. 
Uh, okay, <laughs> so I'll go and then we'll try another beer. I'll let Kim pick this next one. So this next band, of course, it came from the same time period of bands that I just talked about. Uh, and they were in the same like genre, the whole metalcore hard. I think they were more hardcore. And I really didn't like this band. And I remember at the time, I had friends who were really into that that genre coming up. And I, I, I didn't like it. They tried to get me into it. I, I didn't like it. And I remember one day, they dragged me to this show. And uh, it was like downtown somewhere. The venue doesn't exist anymore. The small little venue, probably like the size of the living room. And uh, there's no like ventilation in there. Think of the, uh, what's the name of the fucking that venue we used to play at in the basement? Corova? Think Corova, but this size. So, yeah, like small, hot, dark, no. Okay. So we go in there and there's a band uh, playing. And that's the only reason why I remember this is because I remember the name of the band. Mm -hmm. uh, Gwen Stacy. Uh, Gwen Stacy uh, is an American metalcore band from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, they formed in 2004. Their name came from the character Gwen Stacy, who appeared in the comic book of The Amazing Spider-Man as the girlfriend of Peter Parker. Um, so I, I was going to ask Britt, like, oh, do you consider comic books literature? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go ahead and consider comic books literature. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they were – which weird is they were active from 2004 oh this is the funny thing that i wanted to tell y'all so i was looking at their wikipedia right trying to find information to see like why and they just i guess to them it sounded cool it was like oh spider-man's girlfriend so in the comics she dies uh his girlfriend was killed by the green goblin and they show that in one of the spider-man films with uh, andrew garfield yeah which is amazing spider-man 2 so he was she was peter parker's original girlfriend and she got killed by accident um, so I'm on their, I'm on their Wikipedia. It says they're active from 2004 to 2010. Then they broke up and then they reunited in 2014. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were in this whole scene era that I was taught, you know, to, I looked at Kim when, cause we know about this, like MySpace at that time, everybody was doing the same haircut and Kim knows because she was worked at a salon and was do, doing that haircut. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, cause she had the haircut. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so here's the funny thing. So on Wikipedia, their website is listed as MySpace. They never had a legit website. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's still listed as their MySpace profile page. Yikes. And it's 2022. Yeah. Wow. And it's, yeah, it's been yeah. a while. And I was like, that's like, <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious because they were in that whole, like, you know, uh, era of like social media and they like music. Are. Yeah, yeah. And they pretty much like just stuck there. And I'm like, that's, I just found that like super funny. Aww. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my second one, Gwen Stacy. Okay. It's um, easy to make website, guys. What? I said it's easy to make a website. Yeah, yeah. it is easy. Yeah, right? yeah I mean, we have a sure website. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. So, and Gwen Stacy in the movie is played by Emma Stone. Stone. Yes. Um, okay. I want to watch the movie. I think I might. I think I have it. I might have the first one. I don't know. Maybe the second one. But. Kim's, so Kim's picking our shandy. next beer. We haven't had a shandy in a while. Uh, oh, this is true. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. We'll do. my cup over there. Probably I one. do that. Okay. I think Mario's drinking oh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah. can. Sorry, I didn't put it where the kitties could. Like, oh yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's dry. So I'll put that there. Um. So our next beer is a shandy. Oh duh! I should have introduced <laughs> it. So Kim Kim picked it, but this is from Southern Star Brewing Company. We've had some beers from them yeah. before, but it's been a while. Uh, it's called Southern Brunch. It's a citrus shandy. So a shandy, I think, uh, if we talked about it, it's an ale mixed with like lemonade or usually it's lemonade, but it's some kind of citrusy drink, yeah. and they'll mix it in. Uh, what's the ABV on this? Uh, it's it's in uh, oh four point two percent, and it's brewed in Conroe, Texas. So I'll go ahead and let uh, okay. Kim do the honors, and I'll write this down over here. So is that near Houston? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Woodlands area. Okay. If I'm correct. Thank uh, you. All right. Let's 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 see this. I didn't see the color on it. It looked like a... Uh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't use the oh, clear glasses good. today. No, it smells good. good. Yeah, this like it actually smells... Yeah, it smells Like orange orangey. peel. Hmm. That's nice. It's crisp. Uh-huh. It's light. I like the citrusy taste at the end. I really like this. Um, yeah, that's definitely one you want for a hot day. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it... Oh, that's... Fuck. Five. 
Yeah, I that's, five. that's pretty yeah, darn good. Yeah, I think I, I can't really find anything bad to say about it. I no. think I'm going to go with a five as well. Damn, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Was this the one you picked? Did you no, took, I don't no, think we picked, so. We picked it? Okay. I saw it and I was like, oh, we haven't had oh, okay, a okay. in a while. Okay. Exactly what I said. Right yeah. Because I, yeah. think, I think we brought one of the ones that you brought over yeah, last time that we didn't okay. try. Yeah, cool. So, uh, Kim nice. Britt, who wants to go next? Has gotten shorter. You had one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I was, like, <laughs> oh. I was like, no way. Dang. Okay. I'm so sorry. I le- I left my notebook, and so I'm like scrolling yeah, through I- screenshots on my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Veruca good. Salt. Damn it, that was my next <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Which was named after the spoiled rich girl from the 1964 children's book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by yeah. Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I know that. That's where it came from. I mean, it I, sounds cool. Yeah, and I think like you wouldn't really have a uh, like an explanation for that, I guess, right? Aside from liking the name, because yeah, not that I yeah. came across, or maybe it's like some kind of like a ironic thing, hmm. or like maybe that's not the right word. Like maybe they like blueberries. No, that's the wrong girl. Oh damn it! <laughs> this is the girl that wanted <laughs> that's the golden Violet egg. Oh. She wanted the golden egg. Yeah, Veruca what happened to her? How did how did she die? I don't remember. She fell down the chute, the egg chute. Because the the, oh, that's right. The chute will tell you. Oh, she wanted the egg. egg. That's right. That's right. That's right. She was a bad egg. That's right. She was a bad egg. And she she got incinerated. Pretty bad. Did not like her in the garbage chute. That's right. Interesting. Okay. Um, Brit. What was my next one? So let me see. Hold on. (laughs) No, you're you're good. Um, so I don't know anything about the band, so I probably have to scramble, but there's a band called As I Lay Dying. There oh, is, right? and they are part of that same genre that we just, er, an era that we talked about. Yeah, I actually saw them at OzFest and Warp Tour, and they, I believe, were metalcore, hardcore. Okay. It was the same genre, yeah. Yeah, and that's based off of a William Faulkner novel. Okay. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. I didn't, yeah. From the 1930s. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. But again, I wasn't a fan of these I bands. I feel like we talked about it before on another probably. episode. Probably. And I probably and I told you, and you're like, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I probably <laughs> forgot because I don't like this band. Okay, okay. So, but like, it out. yeah, if it was like Metallica or something, I'd have been like, yeah, yeah. But actually, I have Metallica on the list. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're on my list, but I don't have much to say about them. And there's, a, I have a few others like that. Um, go ahead, you can rattle some more. Uh, Titus Andronicus. Do you know this band? No, I don't. Then we should probably look something up because they don't sound know. 80s. They're not. I don't think. Or, the, um, or that, or they're the Warped Tour era of just like bands pulling names uh, out of like a random now I have to book name band. generator. However, the name originates from a Shakespeare play. It's one of his um, tragedies. One, my favorite tragedy, because it is so just horrifying. Which it, one? It, it says they are an American indie rock band formed in New Jersey in 2005. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's the okay. same era. Yeah. Who is this? Okay. Titus Andronicus. Oh. So the Shakespeare play is like really intense. Is that the hardcore. name of the play? That's the name of the play. Oh, shit. And, okay, and the main character in the play and the band. Oh, shit. Oh, I know you would know. Directly from the title. Um, but yeah, the, oh. in the play, all kinds of insane stuff happens. Like people get baked into pies and eaten. What? Yeah. It's like the most intense I'll try to find Shakespearean a comic book drama. Version. I'll try to find a comic book version. And there is a film version with Anthony Hopkins Mm. from like 2000, no, 99. I think I'd rather read it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, you don't want to watch that happen? I mean, yeah, but I mean, I feel like probably it's more, uh, probably more graphic if I read it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it actually will be. Yeah. So It says that they are influenced by Neutral Milk Hotel and Pulp. What? That's interesting. What? What? what I, I don't understand what you just read. I, that the band Titus Andronicus <laughs> was uh-huh. influenced by Neutral Milk Hotel, the band. Oh, Neutral oh. Milk. Okay, I, you see, that's what I pulp, did. Okay, the band. Okay, pulp. I, I heard one long thing, and I was like, "What did you do?" I thought you were speaking like Korean or something. <laughs> Korean. Korean. God, I can't say I can't say that word. Um, but uh, okay, no, good. Uh, I mean, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um. Am I next? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can say this one because it's it's quick. Um, they're from the same genre again, same era. Except I actually like this band because they actually didn't stick to that. Uh, 
metalcore thing or hardcore. I think they were more considered post-hardcore and alt-metal, I think. Um, but this is a Treyu. Uh, <clears throat> Wikipedia says they're an American metalcore band from Yorba Linda, California. They formed in 1998. Uh, they were originally originally named Retribution, and the band changed their name to Atreyu after the character of the same name from Michael Ende's fantasy book, The NeverEnding Story. Uh, the name change came because of a change of members and a progression in their musical styling. Um, Never Any Story is a fantasy novel by German writer Michael Ende, published in 1979. The first English translation by Ralph Mannheim was published in 1983. Uh, the novel was later adapted into several films. Um, I've actually never seen Never Any Story or read the book. Me neither. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've heard like that it's good and I know pieces of the movie like about a horse dying and and it was boring well yeah honestly it's like you know i love movies from that era and anything with weird puppets and all kinds of weirdness from the 80s is great but that one is actually kind of hard for me because it feels never ending is it what atreyu is the name of the horse Uh, uh the boy the boy yeah okay but I just remember, like, well, people always talk about the horse scene. Yes. Yeah. So, and I've yeah, seen clips of it, but intense. I, yeah. And I was like, because uh, well, I had saw a meme, or, not a meme, but somebody was saying that the saddest uh, scene in cinema history was, uh, and it was a picture or a clip of the ant dying in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh. And oh. I was like, I forgot about that. And they're, that was real sad. Yeah. And they're all like, he gave up his life fighting that scorpion or whatever and i, I totally and i totally forgot about that and then somebody posted a gif of the horse from this movie and i was like oh yeah, yeah. so and everybody was kind of agreeing on that one they but, get like stuck in this bog and yeah like, yeah it's terrible yeah it's, i think it's, it is a scorpion right scorpions trying to get him or something and the what oh with the ant, oh i'm talking the about ant. oh okay yeah i was talking about the horse oh never ended yeah. sorry yeah yeah okay sorry yeah. i actually well, haven't i can't seen. remember the yeah, is that what happens to the ant? He gets stung yeah, he gets the he's trying to defend the kids. Yeah, yeah, and he has a nice ant. Yeah, that's uh, but uh, I'm all gonna cry. So now. yeah, so that was uh, Trey. Trey was the next one. On okay. Uh, oh, I was gonna ask you. So do you did you like the movie? Like, I mean, you said it was never felt long. Yeah, because I mean, it's, people say it's good. Like, do you think it's good? It's not my favorite from that time period. I prefer the labyrinth and yeah, um, I've seen that one. Yeah. And uh, what's the other one? Dark Crystal, which is trippy and weird. Mm. All that stuff was awesome when I was a kid. And now, now I'm like, this stuff's weird. Like, yeah. These people were smoking something. <laughs> so when I was a kid, it all made sense, right? Like, <laughs> Have you ever, I know this is probably not, it's not related, but have you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yes. That's, uh-huh. a, good, that's a good movie. Yeah, that is yeah. good. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why I was thinking about that because I just remember reading subtitles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have seen that one. That's good. Uh, Let's see. Kim, I guess Mario. What? <laughs> you you want to go? Sure. Okay. Yeah, and y'all let me know when y'all want another beer. I want another one of those. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have that can if you want. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So mine's kind of like a two-in-one, which I thought was interesting. Mm. No, that's so cool. So I, I, I hope to I teach a, you something new. I think today. I have a two-in-one yeah, as well. Mario. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so I thought this was kind of ironic and fitting for me. Um, Genesis, okay. which obviously got their name from Genesis, which is the, the Bible, Hebrew, um, the first book of the Hebrew Bible and the Christian Old Testament. And it is form from the Latin Vulga- Vulgate, Vulgat, and which means in the beginning because it's the first book. Okay. Um, so they got their name from that. In turn, Avenged Sevenfold got their name from a line in genesis the book of genesis um where is my like i said i'm kind of like scrolling through i was kind of wondering what their name came from like i thought it was like connected to but yeah but i didn't look it up yeah um which they got their name from the story of cain and abel from the book of genesis 4.4 i don't know if it's 4.24 or whatever i don't know how that works but um chapter chapter and verse yeah 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 probably and uh the verse was or the line that they pulled it from was if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold truly Lamech 70 and sevenfold mm-hmm. whatever that means but that's where they got their name from. and that's funny because they were in that same time frame again the same <laughs> yeah. metalcore time frame like it seems like all these metalcore bands kind of I guess they had guys in their bands they were reading 
or something. Yeah, or or that was like, like Avenged yeah. Sevenfold, Christian Rock. Christian, yeah, Christian Rock, yeah. <laughs> like Lamb of God. Lamb of, <laughs> yeah, like Lamb of God. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Um, no, that's a good one. I did not know that, and I had not come across that. Well, of course, I didn't pull up any lists, but yeah, no, that's... I didn't either. I just remember Genesis, and then I was like, had to be related to the Bible, and sure enough, it was... And then I kind of went down a rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. Nice. I see. Nicely done. All right. Awesome. Uh, beer? Sure. Yeah? Okay. Let's try the one that Britt had brought. Okay, what was it? See. I don't even remember. Uh, well, I think you had brought a couple, but I don't remember what the other one was. I always oh, pick them for right. the pretty cans. You brought a honey one. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because we had... Oh, it's not a mead. Because we had, it's, no, not it's not mead. It's not a mead, yeah, which is good because that meads are... No, I didn't um, like that. That was not good. Yeah, I didn't really... Honey like Citrus Blonde from Community Beer Co. We've had Community um, Beer, yeah. Blonde Ale with Honey and Orange Peel, 6% alcohol by volume. Okay. And this baby is from Dallas, Texas. Oh, shit. Okay. Hey. Yeah, I couldn't remember where that brewery was. Got a lot of Texas going on tonight. Yeah. It's, nice. Yeah. Stay, uh, go Texas. Stay local. Yeah, stay local. Um, it looks orangey. Like uh-huh. beer. Well, no, it's like a amplified beer color. That's what it looks like to me because it's like orange, Thank amber, you. but like intense. So does it have any kind of uh, description on it? No, it does not. Mm-hmm. So it says blonde ale with honey and orange peel. Oh, okay. So it has orange. And we got a lot of citrus tonight. It's definitely an ale. Yeah. <laughs> a little bitter. It's yeah. weird because I feel like whatever flavors that whatever they're doing with each other, it makes it taste like a uh like a uh what is it called? A Pilsner kind of. Like mm. it has that it makes it like it's like really tart. Yeah. And bitter or something like that. I don't really taste honey or orange. I just taste an ale. I taste the orange at the end, like very lightly. Okay. I mean, it's not terrible, but I don't know what I was expecting. It tastes it's honey that... and orange. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I meant like flavor wise, right, together, sure, sure, sure. like citrus and honey. Um, uh, um, two point five two, somewhere like in the two area. I okay. don't know. It's that. It's that. Yeah, it's that end taste. That's kind of weird to me. That a little back too end bitter taste. for me. I haven't had a bit yeah. of beer in a while. Yeah, it's a little too bitter for me too. Okay, Kim says two. I say two. Bert, what do you say? Yeah, same. Same. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not terrible, but just that the aftertaste, that bitterness, just sticks around. Yeah, I don't really like that. Oh, I'm gonna chase it with the champy. All right, who wants to go next? Well, I, I have will. three beers in front of me. <laughs> There's like so many. Just <laughs> go down the line. She's juggling. Um. My, the next one on my list was a band that I don't really know very well also, okay. but it's Bell and Sebastian. I don't know who that is either. They're, uh, uh, they're a band <laughs> <laughs> from uh, the 90s, I think. Yeah, 96. They're a Scottish indie pop band. Beauty and the Beast? No, not Beauty and Bell the Beast. Bell and Sebastian? Yeah, but what the hell is that from? It's from a, a French book um, from a 1966 novel. About a little boy named Sebastian and a dog named Belle. And there's actually a movie version of it. Huh. Um, oh, the dog is a great Pyrenees. And they live in the French Alps. Huh. And I don't know because I haven't read the book, nor have I really listened to this band. But okay. I just thought I should mention it because I knew they were based on a book. So, Well, speaking of listening to the band, I'm going to put that on the playlist. And y'all can check it out on Spotify. And y'all can find the link at rocktalkhappyhourpod.com. Uh, so y'all find all the... Link, oh, you find the link to all our playlists from all our past episodes. So I'm going to have fun listening to some of these bands because I've never heard of them before. Yeah. So sometimes it's crazy because I'll listen to them like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I'll go down and start listening to stuff. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, my turn? Sure. Okay. So I can either go the Aussie route or the Metallica route because those are my last two. Uh-oh. Here we go. Yeah. Well, let's do Aussie. I'll say Metallica for last. <laughs> So, save the best for that? Yeah, your fave? Yeah, I'll save the best for <laughs> It's funny because I was actually listening to, listening to Metallica today while I was working because I was like swamped with work and I was like, I, I just, yeah, I, I need something to not, that I don't, yeah. So something was, familiar that you could just like throw yeah, out to, like, I, Yeah, because I definitely couldn't listen to a podcast because I concentrate too much when I'm listening to the podcast. But uh, yeah, so I was listening to Metallica today. But anyways, uh, so Ozzy, can anyone take a guess on why I have Ozzy on my list? Does that have something Songs? to do with the Wizard of Oz? 
It does. So it has to do with their uh, with their uh, with. And I'm going to say there because I'll get into the story, but it has to do with the their album, with Ozzy's album, uh, Blizzard, Blizzard of Oz. Um, I did not know the story behind this, um, but this is a story. Uh, so, and I did a lot of digging too, and there was like a bunch of conflicting stories, and this is what I found. Uh, so, Blizzard of Oz is a debut studio debut studio album by British heavy metal vocalist Ozzy Osbourne, released in September 1980 in the UK and March 1981 in the US. Um, so, this was Ozzy's first album after leaving Black Sabbath. Well, I should say after getting kicked out of Black Sabbath uh, for drugs and alcohol and stuff. Um, the album was Osborne's first release following his firing from Black Sabbath in 1979. Um, Blizzard of Oz is the first of two studio albums Osborne recorded with guitarist Randy Rhodes prior to Rhodes' death in 1982. Okay, so here we go. Um, let's see. Crazy Train. Ozzy Osbourne. Okay, sorry. I got confused with my notes here. Okay, so Crazy Train was on this album, right? Uh, so here's where the interesting thing comes in. So when Ozzy got kicked out of Black Sabbath, uh, he was going to give up music. He's like, I don't, you know, he was just so crushed with Black Sabbath being so huge and him getting kicked out of Black Sabbath or whatnot that uh, he was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore, right? So uh, Sharon, later on, of course, he became she became Ozzy's wife, right? Well, she was the daughter of the manager of Black Sabbath. Okay. And so she's like, uh, I think we can still get some music out of you. Uh, if you want, we can try to get something together so that you can continue making music, right? Mm-hmm. So... They put a band together, and the band was actually called Blizzard of Oz. Not, okay. It wasn't Ozzy Osbourne and the album being Blizzard of Oz. The band was supposed to be called Blizzard of Oz. And Blizzard of Oz is, of course, a reference to Wizard of Oz, but it's a play on... Can you guess what Blizzard is a play on? Yeah. Cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, wait. Sorry. I mean... Yeah. Mom, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> how do I like, know yeah. this? I don't know. Yeah. Dirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I never, <laughs> but I never thought of that. So what happened was, uh, so they had released Crazy Train, I believe, as a single, and um, so when they were released it as a single, um, it was Ozzy Osbourne slash Blizzard of Oz, right? So basically, basically, it was the band Blizzard of Oz, kind of like featuring Ozzy, like Ozzy was like the main uh, credited. Uh, musician on there because everyone knew him from Black Sabbath. So it was kind of like, oh, this is Ozzy's new band, Blizzard of Oz. So what happened was they were playing Reading, F- Reading Festival in 1980 in the UK, and uh, they were advertised as Ozzy Osbourne's new band, right? That's all it was It was advertised for, uh, as. Um, so when they came out with the banner, like, it just, I, I believe that's what happened, that it was, it just said Ozzy Osbourne's new band. So when the album actually got released, there was like a lack of contact between management and the label. And they were, when they released it, they made Ozzy Osbourne in big font and Blizzard of Oz in small font. Okay. So everybody thought it was Ozzy Osbourne and the album's called Blizzard of Oz when, in, when in fact it was Blizzard of Oz self-titled album featuring Ozzy. Okay. And it got flipped around <laughs> and it ended up staying like oh that. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, and like I said, it's tied to Wizard of Oz. Um, so, Going to the Wizard of Oz, uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz is an American children's novel written by author L. Frank Baum and illustrated by W.W. W. Denslow. Uh, the book was first published in the U.S. in May 1900. That's when it was published. That's, That's old crazy. Book. It is an old book. So mm-hmm. here's the crazy thing about it, because I wanted to go into the history of the book, and I found this like crazy that in January 1901, one year after the book got published, Uh-huh. The publishing company completed printing the first edition, a total of 10,000 copies, which quickly sold out. So within one year, they sold 10,000 copies of that book, and that was the first edition of it. Um, it Jeez, I wonder how much those are worth now. Yeah. (laughs) It had sold 3 million copies by the time it entered public domain in 1956. So in 1956, it entered public domain, and 3 million copies had been sold. Wow. Um, It was often reprinted under the title The Wizard of Oz, which is the title of the successful 1902 broadcast. Broadway musical adaptation as well as the classic 1939 live action film. So this is kind of crazy because like it came out in 1900, 1901, it had sold out of the first edition, first edition printing, which was 10,000. And then by 1902, two years after it was first uh, uh, published, it was already a Broadway musical. Two years after it was published. Yeah, that's quick. It's fucking crazy. And then 
1939, which is 39 years after, it's fairly a short amount of time, it was made into a live action film, which is like pff, fucking crazy. No, I know, right? Yeah, but uh, so yeah, that was my Blizzard of Oz by uh, Ozzy Osbourne, referencing uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Play on uh, cocaine. <laughs> Play on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> And I I didn't know that. Not I just too I, surprising, I guess. And I just I never knew that that was supposed to be the name of the band. That's because when Ozzy runs out of ants to snort, snort he starts he goes, snorting. Then he starts to do cocaine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor little ant from I know, uh, like what? ant episode. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, oh, poor heavy. little Ozzy. No, <laughs> that's how the ant from yeah. Honey I Shrunk the Kids died. Yeah. Ozzy snorted. snorted. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a that's a different version of the film. Yes. Who wants to go next? You're out? I'm done. Okay, that's right. I got one more. I got a couple. Well, I I do. Yeah. I can rattle some off. But one is Joy Division. Okay. The band Joy Division, I think we all know. Mm -hmm. Um, It comes from a a mention in a book called House of Dolls from 1955. It's it's not very pleasant, like where their name comes from, really, because it's saying like it's the name of a like division in the Nazi concentration camp for joy so it was like the sexual slavery wing a part of the nazi concentration yeah so is that what the books that's what the books um house of dolls i don't know a whole heck of a lot about the book but i know that it was turned into a film i'm pretty sure but it is about it says that it's that's what it's about jewish women in concentration camps in world war ii being used in that way yeah i've never read it myself okay Oh, wow, that's pretty dark. Um, it's super dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it matches and the music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. And so let me just check real quick. Moby. Moby. Took his name from Moby Dick. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, the Cure has a song called Charlotte Sometimes, which uh-huh. was based on a, a kid's book called Charlotte Sometimes about okay. a girl who jumps from different people she's not always charlotte but she's charlotte sometimes um and then the smiths of course who you know i love Mm -hmm. they don't they make references uh oftentimes to a lot of different authors oscar wilde john keats william butler yates shakespeare there's a lot of references in there cool yeah yeah, Morrissey no. likes to fancy himself very well read mm. and so he always throws in references yeah so. i can see that yeah, yeah. happened right. for mario what'd you got his favorite <gasps> my chemical romance oh uh, <laughs> where'd that come from yeah, where'd that come from list um so the basis before he was in a band apparently he worked at barnes and noble where he noticed the book five mm-hmm. tales of chemical romance by I- irving welsh oh and the, irving welsh his- wrote train spotting the oh, okay. remember that yeah, uh-huh. film, and yeah. then his bandmate Gerard Way added my to make it more personal. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I got to put my chemical romance on the damn place. <laughs> I uh, love doing that. So much. I hate that so much. <laughs> it's so fun. Okay, well, I guess we'll go with mine then. Uh, so mine's like a triple, actually, and I didn't like. So I briefly mentioned one of these on one of our Halloween episodes, not the last one, but I think our first Halloween episode. And it kind of led me down like some more uh, research. And I was like, oh, shit, like I didn't realize how much of their stuff was tied to literature, but it was because of their late bass player, uh, their first bassist, uh, well, I think second bassist, Cliff Burton, who passed away um after like their third album i believe uh he was like very into like literature and classical music and stuff so the first one wait, is wait who are we talking about what band metallica oh yeah yeah got it yeah sorry oh, i was like am i wearing a metallica shirt you are, oh, are. Metallica shirt yeah too. he claims uh, to hate them but know, look look but... look i say shit about them because i love them so much that you know that's just this like i have to yeah i'm disappointed in them so for anyone who thinks i hate them i don't really hate them i just no, hate the not. stuff they do sometimes um so the first thing i want to talk about was they have a song called call of cthulhu so call of cthulhu uh, is actually uh that's the way it's pronounced because they actually spell it different and i'll get oh, into I was that in a bit say, yeah isn't it cthulhu? it's cthulhu yeah uh and you've seen my t-shirt i have a T-shirt yeah, with Cthulhu yeah. on it. Yeah. So I actually need to go to the bookstore and find some of the HP Lovecraft stuff because yeah. I want to get into that. Um, so Call of Cthulhu is the last track on Metallica's 1984 album, Ride the Lightning, which is an instrumental. Now, before I go into Call of Cthulhu, I just want to say that the album itself, Ride the Lightning, is actually based off a passage in Stephen King's novel, The Stand. Oh. So guitarist Kirk Hammett, he's like a big 
fan. You've seen his guitars, like when we were, uh, fan. yeah, he's a big horror fan. Uh, Kim got yes, me a replica yes, of yes. one of his guitars. Uh, he has like the mummy. Uh, he has Boris Karloff and stuff. Monster Fran- and all that Fran- yeah, stuff. on his guitars and stuff. He has a Ouija board guitar too. So, um, so he's like very into this stuff. He even has like a traveling museum of like horror of oh, his horror cool. collection that nice. he does some some here sometimes here and there. So I did not know that about Ride the Lightning. So that was based off of the stand. Um, or a passage in Stephen King's The Stand. Okay, uh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so going... Is this also an episode of musicians that have random collections? Because <laughs> doesn't Phil Collins have the Alamo collection? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Sub-genre or yeah. sub-plot. Yeah, yeah, hey. Podcast. Yeah, no, right? I'm just kidding. No, yeah, yeah. No, right. I think those corn guys have like a weird like serial killer collection yeah, or something, I think don't they? they? Do. Oh, mm-hmm. We can probably look into that. We'll hey, see what's yeah. up. There you go. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, going back to Call of Cthulhu. So, Call of Cthulhu, spelled with a K-T-U-L-U, was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's... Craps. H.P. Lovecraft's book, The Shadow Over Innsmouth, which was introduced to the rest of the band by the late Cliff Burton, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, The title was taken from one of Lovecraft's key stories featuring Cthulhu, uh, which is spelled C-T-H-U-L-H-U. So, it's featuring Cthulhu. Cthulhu, and it's titled The Call of Cthulhu, although the original name was modified to Cthulhu for easier easier pronunciation. Um, so there's actually two little side notes on that. Um, one, there's two stories that, that, that are said about the naming of the song. One of them was that it would be easier for people to pronounce if they spelled it Cthulhu. Hmm. The other story that comes out is that in the book that Cthulhu is in, it is it's it is said that in the story that mentioning Cthulhu's name verbally or written will bring him closer uh, and come bring him out from where he lives I and see. that he'll come for destruction and stuff. Like and that's Candyman. Why, yeah, like Candyman. <laughs> well, and that that's we're at Brit's house. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. And I that, only said it once. Don't say it again, no. yeah. And that's why Metallica used Cthulhu instead of Cthulhu, because if they did then they were kind of playing into the into mythos. The yeah, into the superstition. Yeah, but that, Mario has said it about 20 times so far. I've like, written it five times on this video. Oh my gosh, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, based, uh, so according to uh, Wikipedia, Cthulhu is a fictional cosmic entity created by Lovecraft. Uh, it was first introduced in his short story, The Call of Cthulhu, which I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. published by American pulp magazine Weird Tales in 1928. It was published in 1928. Uh, Lovecraft depicts it as a gigantic entity worshipped by cultists in the shape of a green octopus, mm-hmm. dragon, and a caricature of the human form. So it's kind of like this, uh, what is that? It's like an anthropomorphic octopus dragon, basically. Um, and wow. it's supposed to be like so like hideous and undescribable that yeah well it's supposed to be undescribable basically um so like uh, he drew like pictures of it but like you're not supposed to like really be able to describe it because of how crazy it looks um but we're gonna find out Uh uh-huh i have pictures of it on here actually (laughs) yeah actually i have a thing on here so i mean we're gonna find out in person so this is actually this <laughs> yeah, is actually tonight hp <laughs> this in is my dream uh, this is hp lovecraft's uh doodle or like drawing of cthulhu Why does it look like he's sitting on the toilet well it, it does it does <laughs> that's yeah, totally what yeah. It looks like. but uh yeah, that's not scary <laughs> so that's yeah yeah so he's in a vulnerable position yeah, there. he's in a vulnerable like position old man with a beard yeah, sitting on a toilet it does. but uh so that was like one of his oh and he's supposed to have wings too <laughs> oh yeah. So, but that that was like one of his first illustrations of of Cthulhu, Lovecraft. and he's supposed I to get it now. Lovecraft. <laughs> Lovecraft. <laughs> Crap. Just kidding. Because yeah. he said he got a toilet. Yeah. There you go. Oh, oh there we go. Oh, good, good one. You caught it. Um, that was my pun. Yeah, <laughs> he intended that. Yeah, I intended it. Um, but yeah, no, I just it it seems interesting. I've always been interested in that, and also too like the films that come out that are like based on Lovecraft stuff. Yeah. There was one with uh, what's his name, uh, Nick Cage that came out. I think it was called like the Sound of Color or something like that. Oh, and, gee, it, I and it came out it. like three years ago, and it's supposed okay. to be like trippy as hell, but based on like Lovecraft lore. I've been wanting to check it out, and we have it. Um, so going back to Cthulhu, so actually the band revisits the whole Cthulhu lore. On the following album, Master of Puppets, with their song, The Thing That Should Not Be. And it's basically, this one's actually describing Cthulhu because, like I was mentioning, Call of Cthulhu is a, it's an instrumental. 
So there's no lyrics. Mm -hmm. But then on the next album, they actually have a song that talks about him and talks about him living under the ocean and him coming out and and stuff. But so, yeah, that was three uh, things that were literature uh, related uh, from Metallica. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. That's and that's all I had. Yeah. I did find a list that was actually compiled by Barnes and Noble. If you're curious to hear anything oh, off of actually it, actually I am. Oh wow! Because I didn't look up any lists, so I'm interested. No. So it's a list of 26. Um, the Boo Radleys. Well, from so To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm. Um, Steely Dan. What is that from? This says <laughs> this was the name of a dildo oh. in William S. Burroughs' Naked oh. Lunch. Oh, it's okay. a book or a magazine? Naked Lunch is a book, yeah, by Burroughs, and it was turned into a film as well. Okay, okay. The in doors. case we need to see. That. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Honey, no, I'm good. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think I did see it when I was like in eighth grade, and that oh, was really? not okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, okay. Okay. Oh, what grade were you in? I think I was in eighth grade because like. My friend and I were in. We were would try to find any kind of films that were like independent, sure. and cool, and dark. Okay, okay. And I don't think we knew what we got ourselves into. And I rem- I don't remember anything uh-huh. except that there was like a typewriter that was also a cockroach that also looked like a talking butthole. I don't know. There was a whole lot of uh, hot mess. Go. I think Burroughs is known something. for, yeah, the drug use. Speaking yeah, of sure, speaking sure. of films like that, the Bijou is closing. I heard yeah. that makes me so I know. sad. I heard, and Santicos I've never, took it over, yeah. so we'll see what happens and it's, to it. I was going to say it sucks I've never but seen I a movie But I thought it was there. already yeah. owned by Santicos. Yeah, so did I. I uh, maybe I got that wrong then. I don't know. I feel like they said that they were like had other plans for it or that okay. uh-huh. was, they were going to revamp it. Maybe I don't I, think I was they walking were by the have... TV when the news was on. I, I, I think oh, they're, okay. I think I they're going to stop showing the indie movies, though, because they yeah. were saying something that there's too much uh, competition between, yes. like, Netflix and uh, what's the other one? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, yeah, like that. that they're showing, like, a lot of independent stuff, and those are getting attention, and these aren't anymore. I think what they said they were going to do is have, like, Bijou, like, tribute nights at their other That's theaters. what I heard. I heard that, yeah. too. Oh, cool. But yeah. still, it makes me real sad, because that yeah. was a special place. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Like I said, never saw, got, never got to see a movie there. I would Dang. hang out there a lot, and I never saw, never saw a movie there. But I had some good stuff. That's funny because the other day when I tagged you in the picture of me with Lacuna Coil, oh, yeah. I was there. That was oh, the, that's I, right, it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. There. Yeah, yeah. I it was a free show, a free and I was show like, I was at, I was working, and I didn't get to go. Oh, damn it! I was like, because they played in that uh, where oh. that fountain is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so that would have been so. It was raining and cold, and that would have been so cool to see them, but uh. Um, okay. Kim, let's see this list. The Doors, okay, My Chemical got, Romance, okay. Titus Check. Andronicus, Ching, Ching. Okay. Durplan. Um, so this is a British author, Gordon Rattray Taylor, used this phrase to describe what distinguishes humans from animals in The Biological Time Bomb. Uh, I don't know what that means. Heaven sh- 17. Oh, I know the band. Uh, a, in Anthony Burgess's A Clockwork Orange, Heaven uh, 17 okay. is a fictional band name mentioned by a oh. woman browsing records. Oh, oh. shit. Okay, clever. Marillion? That's clever. Marillion? The band's original name was Silmarillion after a J.R.R. Tolkien book, okay. but was in- eventually changed to avoid legal problems. <laughs> Good plan. Okay. Uh, Modest Mouse. Okay, yeah. Oh, I think I, didn't I knew know that. that. Which. Uh, a book, The Mark on the Wall by Virginia Woolf, includes a line and a very frequent event in the minds of a modest mouse-colored people. This is a line. Okay. Of Mice and Men. The Velvet Underground, inspired by Michael Lee's book about sadomasochism. Sadomasochism. I couldn't even see it. The Velvet Underground. I know, and I'm looking at it. Billy Talent, which is a character in Michael Turner's hardcore logo. Opeth. In Sunburn, Opeth, okay. Sunbird by Wilbur Smith, Opeth is the name of a f- uh, Phoenician city. Where am I? Uh, <laughs> the top. At the top. Phoenician? 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 In South Africa, whose uh, name means city of the moon. I don't know. Okay. I As knew a- Opeth was like something like that, but I didn't know it came from like literature. literature. Um, As I Lie Dying. Yeah, okay. Got- Steppenwolf. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I think I from knew that. Herman Hesse's Steppenwolf. Okay. okay. Veruca Assault. Uh, Oryx and Kate Crake uh-huh. is a post apocalyptic novel by Margaret Atwood. I don't know the Oh, band, I know though. the author, but I don't know the book. The Romany Rye. Mm. Um, Belle and Sebastian. Yeah. Okay. 
Gogol. Oh, Gogol Bordello. Bordello? Oh, okay. okay. I know the band. Um, what was that based off of? Let's see. The Gypsy Punk Band from yeah, New York City's Lower They're East Side good. didn't pull their name from a book title, but from the Ukrainian-born Russian author Nikolai Gogol. Gogol is, a fam- is famous for forging a path for writers like Kafka and Dos- Dostoevsky. Yeah. I saw them on Warp Tour 2007. Oh, cool. Yeah, they okay. were good. Yeah, I, and okay. I still like them. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, I don't follow them, but they're they're good. Nine Stories. Before Lisa Loeb was Lisa Loeb, she had a band named Nine Stories. Huh. While attending Berklee School of Music in Boston, a name inspired by the J.D. Salinger book written in 1953. She worked at a library. Well, and I she? think when she first got popular, she was Lisa Loeb in the Nine Stories. That oh, was okay. what I remember. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Silver Chair. Yeah, the um, Aussie inspi- band of babies. Inspired mm. by C.S. <laughs> Lewis's The Silver Chair. They're all grown up now. Though. The yeah. sixth installment of Narnia series. Dang. Um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. So I referring to the 1956 movie, The Bad Seed. Okay. When he named his Australian alt-rock, alt-rock band, but seeing as he's a writer, it's likely he was talking about the book. Pylon. Hey, is- remember we saw Nick Cave with... Uh- Miley, oh, yeah. uh, go what's your name? Uh, Sorry, Kylie Minogue. Did you just say oh, more? Yeah. I did. It, I mushed yeah, together yeah, Kylie I and Minogue. <laughs> got you. But, I'm sorry. It <laughs> no. was an accident. Yeah. No, I, it was an accident. Yeah, you're right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Remember that. that guy looks favorite. scary. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pylon in the name of William Faulkner novel. Um, okay. Soft Machine. Another William S. Burroughs wrote the book Soft Machine. It's a real space age odyssey. Through the Wounded Galaxies, which is the first book of his cut-up trilogy. And Genesis. Duh. That's what it says here. <laughs> That's weird. I didn't know. I mean, I, I guess I kind of... If you had to name... This is the question at the end of the article. If you had to name your band after a book, what would you choose? Oh, that's a good question. All right. All <laughs> the right. first book. Let's do this. Uh, what would you name your band if you had to name it after a book? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> That's hardcore. I don't know. I might have that might have to be my hangover. That might have to be a hangover. That's yeah. I need to think on that. I'm like I'm just gonna call it goosebumps. Goosebumps. I love it. Amelia Bedelia. That's my band. That's my my band. The magic school bus. Where's Waldo? I like that. My band's goosebumps. Screw it. This is gonna be a death metal band. It's gonna be like death metal logo. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, next episode, y'all come back with y'all's. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. And then y'all let us know what y'all's band's gonna be called. So y'all do that. Let us know on Instagram, Facebook. For sure, yeah, and awesome. also yeah. tell us the genre. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, yeah tell us what genre it would be. Yeah, like uh, reggae ska or not reggae ska, like uh, metal ska metal or something. Yeah, you know, something like that. Um, but thanks to Barnes and Nobles for that list. Yeah, thank you. I, and I'm stoked that we got like half we of got it, a good amount yeah. off of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We knew Actually, a lot of that stuff. It's funny because we were roaming around there the like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, let's go to the bookstore. Yeah, it's fun. And we went to the bookstore and I bought. I don't know if I told you, I bought Dave Grohl's mom's book. I haven't, oh, yeah. start, I haven't started reading stage. it. Yeah, I haven't started reading it yet. And then I bought another book about moon phases and oh, like sweet. witch stuff. Nice. So I started reading that one. I think I like got past the first chapter, but it's supposed to like it tells you like how to harness like the phases of the moon awesome. and to like structure it to like how your life's changing so that you go with the moon phases yeah. and, it, and it works here benefit and i was like okay it's pretty uh interesting yeah I'm especially all about that. especially since the band that i went the title that i named my band for it kind of it weirdly connected to yeah. that and i'm like okay yeah, i'm sure. gonna play with this so um next episode so i have a uh topic idea if y'all want to hear it yeah uh, y'all think we're good for next week uh next pretty sure week. yeah next friday right. let's see i can't think of anything yeah i think so yeah okay so um weird thing is that the podcast that i listened to i didn't want to listen to this episode because i didn't want to steal an idea from them so basically when uh, studio 666 came out mm-hmm. they happened to have a music related topic uh that was kind of like well, what we do and their topic was uh movies by bands and i was like that's ca- like for instance oh, uh okay uh, like rock and roll high school. Yeah, Tenacious D's, okay. you know, stuff like that. So my, I kind of was like, well, I don't want to steal their idea, but that's kind of like I had an I something triggered me when they said that because this is totally different. So my topic is band cameo performances. So it's movies that had bands oh. performing in them oh, as fun. themselves. Okay. Yeah. So not like not sure. like one guy, you know, being in there, but actual like yeah. the band as themselves playing in the movie. Okay. And I was like, oh shoot! I was like, let's do that. So. 
Uh, what episode? I'm writing is it down because that's fun. Yeah, so this will be episode sixty, and that's band cameo performances. So we'll do that next week. Can it be movies and TV, or just yeah, movies? We, we could do TV as long as the band's performing as as themselves. as themselves. Yeah, as a whole. Okay. In whatever. Um, Man, I just got like five. Like, yeah, no, that's in my cool. Head. I got like three right off the bat without doing research, but. Um, that kind of triggered me, uh, you know, those, I, like I said, I didn't want to steal those guys idea cause their idea was kind of different. Well, a lot different actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I thought this one would be fun. So it'd be movie related too. Cause I like talking about movies. So, uh, we'll do that next week and then, uh, we'll probably try another beer off this mic yeah. uh, before we go. Yeah. Um, but we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Sure. I was going to, I think I was going to tell everybody something. I forgot. Oh, whatever. It'll be well, your Bert, hangover. Bert, yeah, Bert already said good night. So. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Good night.